Welcome to Unscripted with Pastor Nate Morris. Here each week we engage in candid conversations with Nate, focusing in on some of the subjects brought up in the Sunday morning teaching shared at Mountain Life Calvary Chapel. Is it possible for something that was written so long ago to still be able to apply to our modern world today? In this episode of Unscripted, we'll discuss how this ancient text does not only still apply in our modern world, but it is actually the best help for us in our modern world today. Let's join the conversation now. Well, good Monday morning. That's when we record these, uh, if you didn't know. And if you don't recognize this voice, my name is Evan. I'm one of the pastors here at Mountain Life, and Pastor Nate is on vacation, so it's not unscripted with Pastor Nate Morris today. Yeah. It's unscripted with Pastor Paul Hammontree being asked questions by Evan Johnson. So one you of the said, other. You said good Monday morning. Is that really a thing? Good good Monday morning? Yeah. I don't know. Someone might be having a good day. Yeah. It could be happening. It somewhere. could be happening. Some people, some people might not be having a good Monday morning. The yeah. case of the Mondays, I totally understand that. This is going to be tough because I'm used to asking the questions. I know. Do you like Monday mornings? I, no, no. Yeah. Typically I sleep in, but the dog clawed at the door this morning. And so yeah. I was a good husband and went up and got the dog and took him out to I go like to the bathroom that. so my wife didn't have to. So. Oh, what a good husband. Yeah. I like uh, I like that we do our staff meetings on Monday mornings, though. Just like get that quick. Reminder of what we're doing and <laughs> get back into yeah. the rule. Get back to it. I used it. to take Mondays off years ago and that that didn't work well. No, I I that was the way it was when I first came on staff was we had Saturdays off and we had Mondays off. And I feel like a few years into that I was like, I can't do this. I have to have two days off in a row in order to just make oh, my yeah. my schedule right. So there's nothing wrong with doing Saturday and Monday. It just didn't work for me. <laughs> um but with that, Paul, are you a Monday guy? No, no, not at all. It's funny. Actually, all the guys today walked into staff meeting and we all went, we always know it's Monday because all the guys are wearing hats. We don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to have to mess with our hair it's, or do anything. So we all wear hats on Monday. Hats so. and deodorant. That's <laughs> uh, well, you, I, I put deodorant on because mainly I get really sweaty. So. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's not a, it's not a shower morning for me for sure. Oh, so don't have a lot of counseling appointments on Mondays. So I'm uh, I'm good at being relaxed, but yeah, it is. I mean, Sunday I feel like is such a emotional outpouring or mental outpouring and stuff that, I, as a matter of fact, <laughs> uh, TMI maybe. But I like I went home. I slept four hours yesterday. I slept during the day. I slept. I slept about probably two and a half yesterday. Really? Which I never take naps on Sundays. Me either. So my wife was actually very concerned. Yeah, same. I actually went to my bedroom and went in my bed and slept for four hours. And I, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't think I'm sick. I told my wife, you know, and I wasn't. It was just like it was just exhausted for some reason. I think that sometimes when we pour out spiritually, you know, on Sunday mornings, that we just get wiped out and I sometimes carries over to Monday. So it's kind of cool to have a work day on Monday for me to kind of get back into it and, and get going again. Totally. Yeah. I fell asleep during the Niners and Rams game and the <laughs> Niners, the Niners were down and I woke up and they had won. And, they and I was like, them, yeah. Oh wow. That's exciting. Good job Niners. So, but anyways, into what we're actually going to be talking about. If you haven't been with us, um, 
glad you're here. You should rate us on Spotify or wherever you listen um, so that the rates go up for this so that people can listen to it and hear it. So you should definitely do that, whatever platform you listen on. Um, you can't do that on the Mountain Life app, which is where this is also posted. So, And if you don't have the app, you should definitely download that because then you can go listen to the teachings as well. So little plug there for just a little hit for us um, so we can get out and we can share this to just people anywhere and everywhere. And so the last couple of weeks, we have been going through a new mini-series that Pastor Nate started last week on why should I believe the Bible? And last week's message was, is the Bible real? Is it historically accurate? I'm going to read the actual question because I just butchered it. Is the Bible <laughs> just a bunch of made-up stories, or is it historically accurate? And Pastor Nate did a great job answering a lot of those and giving a lot of great information on um, why we can trust the Bible, why it is historically accurate. We can just trust it as a text mm -hmm. in our modern culture. And the question that Pastor Paul taught on yesterday is... The question is, is the Bible outdated and irrelevant for our modern culture? Mm -hmm. Is the Bible just an, it is an old text. We can prove that it is actually legitimate with all the copies that we have of it, but is it relevant mm -hmm. for our culture today, our modern culture today? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And so Paul, was there anything just, you know, they say a lot of pastors, you prepare, a hundred percent of your teaching, but you only get to teach about 25% <laughs> of it. So in that 75%, was uh, there some of that stuff that you just couldn't get to yesterday that you really were like, man, this was really cool. Or what were some of the, mm -hmm. the things in your study time that the Lord really spoke to you, mm -hmm. um, that you didn't maybe get to share yesterday? Well, I definitely like the things that were really hot, high on my list. I share, <laughs> those are the ones that I, I go for because I do believe when we teach, like we need to be excited about what we're sharing, you know, and not just dispensing information, but actually be passionate about it. So I always filter out the stuff that I'm not as passionate about, but yeah, that, I've never heard that before, but I think that's, that's fully accurate that, you know, you, you cut out 75% of the teaching. And I think uh, where that was at was with this one specifically, one of the, the things that I shared about why, the Bible still applies today, has to deal with prophecy. The prophecy in these ancient texts written thousands of years ago, there's so many prophecies about the future that were written thousands of years ago for the purpose of us in the day and age that we're living in currently to be able to read those and discern what is going on in our world. And so that's one of the reasons why the ancient Bible applies today because part of its purpose was for us to read it in our modern world today and understand what's going on. And so uh, as far as cutting things out, there were, I could, you know, I mean, people teach on prophecy for a year. And, and so there was so much prophecy uh, things that, that I cut out. And also I, I know that Pastor Nate's going to be sharing a little bit more about some of that stuff as well coming up in uh, some of the, the following messages. So I didn't want to take his, any take his material. Like right. Yeah. <laughs> well, good on you. Good on yeah. you. But that's really cool. I think that that's really, really awesome. And, uh, there's a lot of really good books out there on like why we should believe the Bible and why, um, Christianity is, is, is true and real. And just, uh, my wife is the Bible teacher at Vail Christian Academy and she teaches through the student edition of the case for Christ Oh yeah, by Lee Strobel. And yeah. so if you haven't, if you're, if the case for Christ is too big for you, the student edition is probably <laughs> just right. But she, she does all these worksheets with her eighth grade students mm. in their, in their final year of Bible class. And so 
she's constantly talking to me about the Bible prophecies and all these things. And she actually just had her students, they're presenting over the next few days, um, their prophecy worksheets. Oh, and nice. so it's just, and like they've made these poster boards and like what prophecy they had and how it was fulfilled in one way when Jesus came, but Ooh. then it has another fulfillment that's coming, Ooh, nice. you know, like the, the prophecy of dry bones, you Ooh. know, like it's, it's for the nation of Israel, um, that they will be restored physically like they have their nation now but there's coming a day where they will be restored mm. spiritually mm-hmm. and so a lot of those prophecies have double oh yeah double meanings and yeah. double fulfillments in that and so that's really cool and i'm excited that pastor nate's gonna be getting yeah in he'll be sharing some more about that. some of that yeah. stuff and so um you know last week we pastor pastor nate was talking about can we trust the bible and in you know we we record this so hopefully people from um other mountain life groups are able to listen to this and get a deeper understanding of what's going on. And in our group last week, we talked a lot about uh, John 1, 1 and Jesus being the word, Mm -hmm. you know, he was with God in the beginning. And really as Christians, how how do we know that we believe the Bible in a lot of that? And it's like, man, it just comes back to Jesus and what he's done in our life and just trusting that he is the son of God, who he says he is. And then I like to pair with John 1, 1, um, Hebrews 1, 1, where it says that long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. Mm -hmm. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. It's actually Hebrews one, one through three. I was going to say that's a really long verse. So, um, but I just love that, you know, today we're talking about the Bible and is it relevant for us? Mm-hmm. And I think this verse has a great impact on us for that because it says God spoke in many times, in many ways in the past, but in these last days, mm-hmm. he's spoken to us through his son. Right. And we believe that the Bible is God's word. Mm-hmm. And so he's spoken to us through the things that he wrote down through the apostles mm-hmm. in inspired by the spirit for our benefit. And so, and I love verse three because you don't really get to see the character and the nature of God in the old Testament. (laughs) You do. If you're, if you're able to study it and see a lot of those things, but a lot of people see God as just this judgmental hard God. Mm -hmm. And it says in verse three here, it says that the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And so mm-hmm. when we read the Gospels and we see Jesus yeah. and how he interacted with with humans, with us, yeah. it, it says that he expresses the very nature of God and yeah. everything that Jesus did was filled with love and yeah. full of grace and full of mercy. And so it's amazing to read a verse like that and then go read the Gospels and be like, that's God's heart for me. That's yeah. the character of God expressed in human form Mm -hmm. and in God form all in one. And so I, I I love that verse. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I can't remember which one of his disciples said, Hey, uh, show us the father and that'll be enough. And he's like, have you been with me so long that you don't realize (laughs) if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And that's how I love that, that, um, because we do, you know, a lot of times we see God, the father is the angry old man, you know, kind of thing. And Jesus is the nice, son and mm-hmm. he's trying to help us uh, get along with angry old dad or something you know just so confusing but i do also love that in the old testament when god you know there's only really one place where god the father gives a um self-portrait of himself mm-hmm. and the way he 
describes himself as, you know, slow to anger, abounding in love and mercy, you know, and, and so it's like when God had an opportunity to describe himself to humanity, you know, you look at that and, and see, you know, uh, that he wants us to understand how, how good he is like that. So, yeah, that's cool. And so, yeah, and I think that kind of plays into now, you know, is the Bible relevant in our modern culture? Mm-hmm. And so how did you go about preparing for that? And how did you, how did you come to the conclusion? Mm-hmm. If you didn't, you can't <laughs> see me. I did air quotes. The conclusion <laughs> um, that the Bible is relevant for today in our modern world. Yeah, well, I, you know, when I, I started off uh, talking about how it applies, because when you read the Bible and you see the people in the Bible and their situations and everything, they're no different than we are today. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what really struck me. You know, I went to Hebrews 4.12 right away and, and talked about how God's word uh, is, is something that, that cuts to our heart and how the heart of humanity is the same as it always has been, you know, and, and I shared how, like, yeah, we have new inventions and things like that. We have drones flying around now. But did you see happen to see in the, the baseball playoffs that at one of the games, there was a drone that flew into the stadium and hovered over second base, and they had to stop the game? I did <laughs> not see that. I know that, they, I know that they stopped games for that. I watched... I watched soccer and that happened in a soccer match oh, yeah. over COVID. Someone uh, couldn't watch it. And so they flew so their they drone flew. <laughs> over it and they got everybody off the fields. So that it was so bizarre because they showed it, it as just hovering over second base and everybody. And then the announcers said, Hey, if you're the one flying this drone, would you please move it so we can continue the game? It's so bizarre. So yeah, there's, you know, culture, society, things are different now than they used to be. But our hearts are the same. And you see the all the things that, you know, motivated people to do what they did back way back 6,000 years ago in the Old Testament. We're still struggling with those yeah. things today. And, and so, yeah, the Bible still applies because when we see how God dealt with those situations and dealt with those people and, and everything, like we can still apply those things to our modern world and, and the issues that we're dealing with these today. So that's, that was kind of the motivation to, to start out with that thought of how, um, yeah, it's an ancient text, but it still applies because our hearts haven't changed. Yeah. I think that's great. And I love the five different things that you shared yesterday, at least right up front in the, in the beginning, it says the Bible has a number of different purposes. Um, but the Bible is meant to reveal. And then you listed off these five different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read through them here directly from your notes. So if they don't sound as good as he said, I'm this cause I'm reading them. <laughs> so, um, the Bible is meant to reveal who God is and his nature and character, how God has historically interacted with people, Thirdly, why salvation is necessary and how we are saved. The historical account of how God gave us a Savior. And number five, the final one, is how to live in a relationship with God and then in a way that honors and glorifies Him and how to live in relationship with other people in a way that keeps us from hurting ourselves and others. Mm. So that, that fifth one was kind of like three in one. Right. But um, <laughs> like a good pastor, you had three notes in one <laughs> in one bullet point. But um, I just love that because it helps me remember why I should read the Bible and why mm. we have it. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved at the end of it that at the end of your teaching yesterday that you didn't say that, that you said 
the Bible isn't the way, the truth, and the life. Right. Jesus is the way, the truth, and yeah. the life. And a lot of times, the Bible does holds a high standard in our lives mm-hmm. and holds a high place in our lives because it is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. But that scripture you said you shared yesterday was so is so crucial. And it's like the Pharisees. That's what Jesus called them out for. It was like you search the scriptures for yeah. life, and because you think you're going to find it there. But life is only found in me. They yeah. point to me. The scriptures point to Jesus. The yeah. scriptures point to Jesus. And I, I even love in, in Luke as he's walking down the road to Emmaus with those two oh, guys. Right. And it says that he took the scriptures yeah. and showed how they all pointed to him. And that was the Old Testament. Like it's yeah. not, he, they didn't have the New Testament yet. Right, they didn't have right. any of Paul's writings or Peter's writings <laughs> or anything like that. It's Jesus taking the prophets and Moses mm. and the Psalms and all of those things and pointing to be like, look, this is where mm-hmm. this is where it points to the Messiah and all yeah. of these things. And so, yeah, that's that's such a cool story because like they didn't know he was Jesus at that moment. You know, as he's explaining all this stuff to them and they're like, man, this guy's a really good Bible teacher. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, would you hang out with us a little bit longer? You know, something that about that when uh I, I grew up in the Lutheran church and I went through Lutheran college. I was a Lutheran pastor. Always, you know, we were always taught that the Bible was God's word and stuff, but we didn't study it a lot. And so uh, I started listening to a pastor, John Corson, who was teaching through the Bible and uh, part of the Calvary Chapel family of churches. Um, and he was just, man, it was so good. And I was learning so much about the Bible. He was just teaching through it chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And I was just falling in love with the Bible. I was just so hungry for that. I was starting, I was like actually able to understand these things that I never understood about the Bible before. And I just kept falling in love with the Bible more and more and more and having such a high regard for the Bible and reading the Bible and all of that stuff. And I remember one teaching when he shared, he said, you know, we don't worship uh, God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Bible. Mm. And, uh, and it struck me from a guy who had such a reverence for the Bible and was such a great teacher of the Bible to say that we don't worship the Bible, Mm. you know, and it, it really struck me. And I, I remember it to this day. And I think that's what kind of motivated that, that ending in the teaching was like, yeah, we're talking about why we should believe the Bible, but we, you know, some people get to that place where they're like, they're all about the Bible, but mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, but what, what's your relationship with God like? And it's like, well, you know, the Bible, and it's, it's more of a scholarly effort. And I think that that's out there right now in the younger community uh, in the church, that there's like this desire for intellectualism and pursuit of knowledge and knowing the Bible and being able to, to pull apart the parts and, and argue things out, you know, using the Bible and everything, but their pursuit is all about the Bible. And it's like, but where are you at with Jesus? Yeah. 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 I agree with that. And it's like, uh, you always hear people say, well, well, I want to get into the meat of the word, you know, like where Paul is talking about, you know, like you're only fit for milk or depending on who you believe wrote Hebrews, um, (laughs) whoever, whoever did that. But like the, the author there is saying like, you still have need of milk, not solid food. And it's Mm. like, well, I want to get past the, the milk. And it's like, and I think Peter was like, man, we need to be reminded of the milk, the, Mm -hmm. the salvation and redemption and the, the crucifixion and the, and the resurrection and like all of that, like that's, 
that's the the base that's the foundation that mm-hmm. we stand on and everything goes deeper than that but to never forget that and i feel like a lot of people mm. they want to move past those elementary truths which i think we're supposed to do but they think moving past the elementary truths is like well i need to learn hebrew and i need to learn greek and i need mm. to like learn how to pull all these different things apart and it's like what do you think the meat of the word is like when the authors mm. say that like what when you get into it because that's that's what a lot of christians want and that's that's our desires. We want a grown relationship with Jesus, and we have His words written to us in mm-hmm. in the Bible. We believe that that's God's word. And so, when people say they want to get into the meat of the Scripture, what do you think they're actually meaning, or what do you think they're longing for? Yeah, I think you know. I think there is a pursuit of intellectualism. I think uh, I think that a motivating factor for that is people really have a desire to be able to put everything in a box and have control to like that that makes them feel more in control if they like I know all this stuff and I got it all figured out and so I can uh you know take and I'm sorry I got a little distracted there uh that I can be in control of everything and uh have control of everything and I think it makes people feel I don't know like uh more in control, I guess, you know, (laughs) but they, uh, but what you mentioned earlier is that Jesus is the word, right? And so like, if you want to get into the meat of the word, get into Jesus and, and God's word helps us to get into that. But I I think that that's, that's part of it, um, that people want to feel smart. You know, they want to feel like, uh, they can handle everything. You know, I, something that I really appreciate about pastor Nate is that he does this so well, (laughs) I think I really think he has the gift of evangelism mm-hmm. because at the end of every Sunday teaching, he goes into this time where he, he gives an invitation to the Lord and stuff. And every time he shares that, I always stop and I, I always think about it for me personally. You know, I'm mm-hmm. praying for other people to get saved at the same time, you know, but, but I'm also thinking about it for me personally. And it always moves me, you know, when he says, just repeat after me this prayer, I always do it. And my head, you know, I don't say it out loud because people are like, wow, pastor just got saved. But, um, but I do it in my head because, and it always brings me back to that place. I think it's really important that we come back to that place that, that first love, Mm -hmm. you know, as Jesus talked about in revelation. Um, and I think people like, they're like, oh yeah, 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 that's nice. But then we got to move on, you know, and I don't know, maybe just a, a desire for, you know, feeling like you're a better Christian or something. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I was just interested what your thought was on yeah. that. So I think it's just, I think it is to gain understanding, but I think it's, it's a, it's a, a lot of people have a true desire to, to know Jesus. And I think, um, and trying to see Jesus in, in the old Testament scriptures and like seeing the types of, you know, who, who plays a type of Jesus or like where the Messiah is talked about in ways like you were saying, prophecy way before all of that. Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of gotten off the track of why is the Bible relevant <laughs> for our modern culture today. It's because um, we don't have a script. That's it funny. is unscripted. <laughs> and so um, there's a verse that I love. And when I, I remember coming across it and reading it, it's from 1 Corinthians 10. Um, and Paul is talking to these Corinthians about, you know, like for, I don't want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers talking about the Israelites and those who uh, had faith before them, were all under the cloud. They all passed through the sea. 
all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food. They drank the same spiritual drink, um, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not well pleased, for they were laid low in the wilderness. And so he goes on, he lists a bunch of these other things, and he finally gets to verse 11 in chapter 10 and says, Now these things happened to them as an example and they were written for our instruction mm. upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. Mm. And I love that because it, it gives us a purpose and a lens to see the Old Testament through. Like right. you can see the Old Testament as just the Ten Commandments and all these <laughs> really good stories and like some awesome and amazing miracles that God did. Um, but the Old Testament is a culmination of history and all of these things and prophets and um, psalms and these things that were written for our benefit yeah. as an example. Yeah. And so to, to understand that the Bible is still relevant today because of what you talked about, the, um, how, the, how the serpent deceived Eve and how James says, what are those three things in James that he says? The lust of the uh, eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And the sinful pride of life yeah. that you were saying our hearts have not changed as humans. And so the same tactics still work on us today. Sadly. Sadly, right? We have not progressed. evolved, progressed. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, may get in trouble for saying evolved. But um, but you can cut that out if you want to. So. Your air quotes don't come across and on audio. And they don't come across on audio. <laughs> um, we have not changed in that regard. Yeah. So it's, it's a matter of the heart, you know? And mm. I love that quote that says, um, the heart of the matter is always the matter of the heart. <laughs> right. And so it's like, right. where, where is your relationship with Jesus? And are you allowing the Bible and his word, mm -hmm. if you believe, which we do, that the Bible is God's word, how are you allowing that to change your life and not just puff you up and grow you intellectually mm. in that way? Yeah. Yeah. And something that, you know, I think I shared a little bit about, you know, uh, interpreting the Old Testament, uh, that there are some things written in the Old Testament, you know, that were specifically for the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. And I think that those things trip people up sometimes. Like, let's say, uh, don't get a tattoo, mm. you know, and people are like, oh, it says that you're not allowed to get a tattoo. Now, some people will go like hardcore on that and be like, it's wrong for a Christian to get a tattoo. And then other people are like, no, that doesn't matter. But then they think, well, then I can throw out all of the Old mm -hmm. Testament, you know, because it's not relevant for today. Yeah. It's like, no, when you understand and actually study the Bible, and that's what, you know, as you're talking about getting into the meat of the word, that's the positive aspect of that. You know, when you actually do the study, then you start to realize well, that was written to the Jewish people because as they came into the promised land, there was all this pagan worship going on and tattooing yourself in those days and those pagan religions was a way of worshiping the dead and these false gods and stuff. And God was like, I, I need you guys to be so different from this culture that they will have a chance to understand that your God is way different than these false gods that they're worshiping. So don't tattoo yourself so that you don't look like them. So you even look different than them. And, and when you start to understand that, then you get to start to understand God's nature and his character and everything. And it's not about this one little law of don't get a tattoo, but you start to, you know, expand your understanding of who God is. And and so I think that's really important as you're looking at the Old Testament scripture to to understand those things. And you can't just do that with a light reading 
of the Bible, you really have to get into it and get into the meat and, and study and have a good teacher, have good teachers, mm-hmm. you know, around you who are helping you to understand some of this background information so that you can make sense of those things. And, you know, something that, um, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, if people are just doing a light reading of the scripture, they'll, they might come away with this, you know, the Bible's not relevant for today. But when you do a good study of the scripture, that's when you start to realize how relevant it is for today. And, you know, I just, you know, and people could say, well, you're a pastor, that's why you say that, you know, and But the reality is, is like, man, we put so much effort, like, I just started messing around with investing a little bit with like 20 bucks, (laughs) you know, like just to test it out and just to see it. And then I realized like, man, you got to study this stuff Mm -hmm. up. You got to learn a lot in order to be able to do this. And people will do that because they care about money, you know, and they're like, I'll learn all this stuff about how to invest in day trade and all of this, you know, so that I can make money. And they put the effort into that. Well, that money is going to make itself wings and fly away, as the Bible says. Put your time and your effort into studying the Bible. And, and man, that'll, that's, that's an eternal benefit you get there. Amen. I think that's, that's awesome. And yeah, it's like, even what we were talking about a few weeks ago at the end of Esther, you know, the eternal legacy, like what are the things that you're pouring your life into now Mm. that are going to last forever? You know, not that money and houses and all of these things are bad things, but when viewed or put above God in that way, they become idols and they become things that are no good. And then people do that with the Bible. The Bible becomes this idol and it doesn't, it doesn't become life to them because mm-hmm. of it they they see it as this thing to attain to yeah. and it's like well, we can never attain perfection we can never attain these things and it's all about jesus and his relationship and even in our in our mountain life group last week we were talking about you know like you can see all these things and prove why the bible is real but at some point you can understand that on an intellectual level mm-hmm. but that's not what saves people and right. i think pastor nate was talking about that last week he's like the when I became saved, that was a supernatural work. Yeah. And then I wanted to understand and know why I believe these things and be able to do all of this. Yeah. And it's like, you study that after you figure out mm-hmm. the supernatural, you never figure out the supernatural work, but you have that done in your heart already. And so I shared, and it's like, man, it's great to have all of these facts and these things, but like, don't forget that it's about Jesus and your relationship with him and how he wants to change your life Mm. and other people's lives. And so it's like, it's awesome that we're doing this series and there's so many good things to come out of it, but don't lose sight of the fact that it's Jesus and the Holy spirit and God that changes people's lives. It's not intellectual knowledge or anything. It's the work of the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. to convict people and draw them to the father. Yeah. And it's, you know, and we're so much as people, I think we, we want to do either or, you know, on things when it's really both and, yes. and, you know, you think of a guy like Lee Strobel, case for Christ, you know, his was an intellectual pursuit, you know, as a lawyer to try and disprove Christianity. Um, but as he, you know, studied the evidence, it caused him to at least open up himself to that revealing work of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. to experience that spiritual thing that happened, that that has to be 
what saves us. It can't be just an intellectual pursuit of the mind where we come to a logical understanding of like, okay, Jesus is God. Yeah. You know, that it has to be a spiritual thing because, it, you know, the scripture's clear on that. You know, nobody can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And so you might have, if somebody can convince you and argue you into the kingdom, somebody else can convince you and argue you out of the kingdom. Yeah. But when it's a heart thing, you know, a real supernatural work of the heart, then, then you're stuck <laughs> in a good way. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Paul. Looking forward to what Pastor Nate has in the coming weeks um, and everything that's going to happen with the rest of this series. So thanks for, thanks for sharing today. And thanks for filling in for me. Hey man, I'll, I'll try to, I hope it was good. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for today's conversation. If you'd like more material from Pastor Nate, you can go to pastornate.com. That's the word pastor, the letter N, and the number 8.com. And for more information about our church, you can connect with us through our website at mountainlife.church. Hope you can join us again next week as we continue the conversation.